नमस्ते जय हिंद यू आर वॉचिंग और लिसनिंग टू ए एन आई पॉडकास्ट विद स्मिता प्रकाश टूडे वी हैव विद अस डॉक्टर अरविंद कुमार चेयरमैन ऑफ द इंस्टीट्यूट ऑफ चेस्ट सर्जरी चेस्ट ऑन्को सर्जरी एंड लंग ट्रांसप्लांटेशन एट मेदांता हॉस्पिटल एंड फाउंडिंग एंड मैनेजिंग ट्रस्टी ऑफ द लंग केयर फाउंडेशन नाउ um i spoke to him about a whole host of issues uh which include uh you know children and the elderly suffering from lung related disorders because of pollution now you know the the frightening thing is that uh, when you are looking uh, at uh, the statistics the data which is there doctors say that 80% of most lung care patients that they are seeing today are non smokers they they used to be smokers in the 80s but now they are non smokers so what they saw as pink lungs of babies uh in the 80s and in the 90s also now kids as soon as they start as soon as they take the first breath of air especially in north india they become smokers so by the time they are in their 20s they are like heavy duty smokers and they have this what used to be known as smokers lungs simply because they are breathing what happens do lawmakers not know about the situation that we are in we as parents as as young adults we are all concerned about our children about our parents uh, how do we protect them and protect ourselves and some of us who've had covid we have already got compromised lungs now so we whether we were smokers or whether we were fit and energetic we are all suffering from lung related disorders and if we do not sort it out we are looking at an epidemic in a few years time a cancer epidemic in india these are questions that we discussed in our conversation each one of us is affected whichever part of india you are living in we are all affected and even if you aren't living in india if you have relatives and friends who are living in india they are also vulnerable today so listen in to my conversation with dr arvind kumar thank you very much for speaking with us uh, dr arvind kumar um the first question i have is you know uh, when i was uh, as a parent as as someone who has an aging parent in-laws you just tend to worry about air pollution and the effect it has on vulnerable groups you know if you have a parent who has diabetes or if you have diabetes uh, or you have children with uh, lung related disorders like asthma the pollution in north india thanks to or no thanks to this uh, parali burning and things it's become so chronic the past couple of years you at least i feel that you know like when i go for a seminar or conference you're continuously hearing people coughing in the audience if it's north india you go and address anybody abroad or you address anybody in northeast india or in uh, uh, in south india that issue is not there but north india it's like everybody is having some kind of you know this chest congestion cough and related issues as a doctor you tell me how do we handle this smita first of all thank you very much for having me on this podcast it's indeed an honor for me to be doing this podcast with you thank you sir coming to pollution issue it's a very very important issue not just for the present generation but more importantly and sadly an aspect not adequately highlighted it's a vital issue for our next generation mm-hmm. now why do i say that i say that because when we breathe in 24 hours we breathe 25000 times in the process inhaling about 1 10000 liters of air every day and when you have toxins present in this air they go into our lungs from the lungs they get absorbed into the blood and through the blood they go to every part of the body from head to toe right. so first myth that i would like to burst through this podcast is that pollution affects only lungs right no big no lungs are the portal of entry 
for the pollutants into the body, but once into the body, they affect every organ. So that's myth number one busted. Because of the blood uh, yeah, so right. so when they go to the lungs okay. and especially the smaller particles and the gases, they reach up to the periphery. So okay. the same site from where the oxygen absorption takes place, right. these toxins also find their way into the blood okay. and they come to the heart and then they get circulated across the body. So somebody who may not have asthma or any lung-related disorder but has a heart issue is also a victim of pollution now sure. because that polluted blood is coming to the sure. heart sure. and the heart not being strong enough to pump fresh sure. blood or good blood sure. or whatever cannot get rid of the toxins, sure. right? Am I'll, I simplifying that? Yes, simplifying it. I'll come to this point. Right. So the first myth I want busted is that pollution affects only lungs. Right. It's wrong. Uh -huh. Pollution affects every part of the body uh -huh. from brain to toe. That's one. Two, most of the people feel that pollution affects adults because we are on the roads and outside more often and therefore it affects. The sad, and I will repeat this word, S-A-D, sad. The sad part of the story is pollution starts impacting us even before we are born. Oh. There is data available now that if a pregnant mother breathes polluted air, the pollutants from her blood cross the placental barrier and go to the child who is under development in her uterus and starts affecting that child. If it's first trimester, it affects development of organs and thereafter growth. So from congenital malformations to intrauterine growth retardation, to premature delivery, to death inside the uterus. All these are being reported, recorded with higher incidence in polluted cities in pregnant women than in non-polluted cities. So it's not just cities, right? Because uh, yes, in cities we have... Uh, when I, when I okay. say cities, I mean areas. Let areas, me correct right? myself. Because not cities because it's not a city-specific problem. This right. problem now is becoming as rampant in the villages. The causes may be different. But it impacts people in villages as well. Because of uh, coal burning or using so, wood as... Uh, so there, yeah. the cause is uh, use of solid fuel inside the households. Hmm. So when the lady will cook the food on a chula inside a room, big room, the smoke fills up the room and people who are sitting in that room, who are usually the elderly people of the house and the little children who are sitting near the chula, they inhale. And it has been shown that the particulate matter levels may be as high as 25 to 30,000 per meter millimeter cube in these smoky Because uh, traditionally, the way homes were constructed in India, there was no concept of open kitchens or ventilation in the kitchen. So yeah. even in a large house, you know, uh, like if you go to villages, the uh, the larger homes, they don't have, they don't have cross ventilation. They don't even have, some of them don't even have ventilation yeah. as such, just a door. So there's no, not even a window. Uh, and usually uh, what happens is that uh, the wood is, placed outside the room in some cases in South India the wood is outside the room and there is like a passage like thing and then there's a chula and the smoke goes out but in some cases when you don't have that facility of yeah. having the wood outside then the wood is inside you know the uh, and it's cooked inside so, so more houses yeah. will have wood kept inside the room the chula also inside the room the cooking is done there. It may or may not have a window. And usually the smoke fills up that room. The little children are sitting next to the chula. The elderly people are sitting in the room. So everybody is subjected to Everybody it. in the house, from the children to the lady to the elderly people, everybody smokes. And this is one of the commonest causes of pollution-related morbidity and mortality in our rural areas. So I have spoken to some people when uh, you know when we go out for coverages when we when I was doing a story on this Ujwala Yojana and you know so there is a resistance to using uh, you know uh, non um, you know coal and wood uh, in cooking this is a question it's the same way that you know when the Swachh Bharat story I was doing people don't want the toilet inside the yeah. house yeah. so there is there's a cultural resistance to it but 
देर इज अ नीड फॉर अवेकनिंग राइट देर इज जस्ट लाइक एट वन पॉइंट ऑफ टाइम इन द सेवेंटीज फैमिली प्लानिंग प्रोग्राम वॉज अंडरटेकन ऑन दिस मैसिव थिंग इवन द इम्यूनाइजेशन शेड्यूल बाय एंड लार्ज पीपल नो दैट यू नीड टू हैव स्मॉल फैमिलीज बाय एंड लार्ज पीपल नो दैट टीका लगवाना है बच्चों का but this has still not percolated yes so there are two reasons for this right. one is this uh, what you rightly said was that the elderly person in the house will say ki gas par swad nahi aata he is used to having that chulha wala roti and he cannot do without it so mm-hmm. he insists on the chulha being used even though the cylinder may be lying in the house so that's one cultural taboo which we are trying hard to mm-hmm. break by making lot of videos in uh, uh, various uh, regional languages and sending them out to actually the gas distributors who can then share them with the people trying to tell them that in the process of having that swad wala roti you are actually playing with the lives of your children the housewife and the elderly people so that's one second reason is economic that you know ujjwala yojana gave the first the gas chulha and the first cylinder free of cost Hmm. but thereafter they had to get the chulha the cylinder refilled by paying some amount when they get wood from the jungle it usually comes free of cost right. so there again they think that it makes economic sense hmm. to use wood rather than chulha and i as doctor am trying to tell them that it does not make economic sense because when the people in the house fall sick because of this smoke it Medical costs sense. them much more the treatment part than what they have saved in the cost of the cylinder so again it's an issue about awareness i think the supply has been done what we need to do is to create massive awareness that chulha is the way to go it makes economic sense it makes cultural sense and it also makes a gastronomic sense hmm. to make food on the chula right. rather than the on on the gas burner rather than the chula uh, doctor since you uh, you know you're an expert and you you deal with chest and lung disorders uh, and transplants too uh, everybody knows by now that tobacco plays a large role in this uh, but of late i've been reading that uh, it's not you know those who come with lung cancer and stuff it's not just tobacco yeah. it's it's more than the, the than that it's like it's not smokers lungs yeah. anymore lung cancer has so allow me to share my 30 years uh, experience as a lung cancer surgeon i started my career at all india institute in 1988 hmm. when i look at my initial data 90% of my lung cancer patients were smokers okay. mostly men and people in 50s and 60s this you're talking in the 80s late 80s and early 90s, 90s. i looked at my last 10 years data recently okay. and i was horrified to find that now 50% of the patients are so called non smokers and i'll give you the reason why i'm using the word so called mm. non smokers 40% of the patients today are women non-smokers from non-smoking families and the peak age from 50s and 60s has come down to 40s and i have 10% of patients in 30s and my youngest patient was a 24 year old girl from a non-smoking family now this is now why right? is this happening this is the what who director general has called second tobacco epidemic So if you look at the chemical composition of the tobacco smoke and the polluted air you find that a large number of cancer causing chemicals are actually common in both hmm. so whatever is present in tobacco smoke and causes cancer is also present in polluted air and therefore is causing cancer the reason why we are seeing all this earlier is that earlier people used to get exposed to pollution when they would go out so typically around late teens early 20s their exposure to pollution used to start or they used to start smoking at this age we know that you need exposure to cancer causing agents for about 20 25 years before the tissues become cancerous so you start smoking at 20 25 at 25 by 50 you are ready to get lung cancer today 
a child born in a polluted city becomes a smoker from the first breath of his life and again i'll explain why i'm saying that suppose in Please delhi today so a child born there is in august of 2022 or september of 2022 is a smoker by october so, 2022 so no not by october from the very the first breath born. of his life if in october the pm 2.5 level in delhi is 300 micrograms per cubic meter in terms of equivalence to smoking there is a conversion formula 22 micrograms of pm 2.5 is equal to one cigarette so if you have 220 microgram level it's equal to 10 cigarettes so a child born in delhi on the day when the 24 hour pm 2.5 is 220 plus will smoke and get damage equal to 10 cigarettes on the day one of his or her life so you cannot prevent you cannot what do you do as a parent so when you start smoking from the first breath of your life by the time you are 25 years old you've actually smoked for 25 years and you are ready to get lung cancer that's why i'm seeing lung cancer in non smokers in girls and in people in 20s and 30s and i dare say it on your podcast that next 20 years india is going to see an epidemic of lung cancer and we are already tending to see that and our it. medical fraternity our policy makers everybody is aware but nobody will do anything medical fraternity is aware medical fraternity is making noise about it we formed a group called doctors for clean air where across the country we are trying to share this information with schools resident welfare associations politicians Putin. bureaucrats yeah. and everybody trying to make them so we have a triple a approach so we make them aware when they are aware they will be awakened to the danger and when they are awakened we expect that they will take some actions no but uh, this is something which is not new right this has been happening so It's, at least for about at least 10 years as far as i know what is new is that till few years back pollution was considered an environmental and a chemical issue talked about by environmentalists talked about by uh, chemists and other people researchers as a chemical kind of an issue truly it's not that it's a health issue and presenting it to the masses as a health issue is something which i think has started only in the last 5 years so people usually think that uh, deaths at in large numbers happen because of communicable diseases but what you are saying is that it's going to be a non communicable disease the deaths being caused by pollution related illnesses today is more than hiv aids tuberculosis malaria dengue and uh, covid is covid combined okay that's quite frightening the the reality is that we should have a clause in every death certificate in the in every hospital did pollution contribute to this death and i'm pretty sure that in 90% plus deaths across the country today you would find that pollution would have had some role to play But as doc, i said it's huh. causing brain attacks So let's start uh, let's start looking at the impacts it has. So in children as I said in the intrauterine life it causes congenital defects it causes growth retardation death inside when the child but is born But can you make uh, sorry to interrupt doctor but can you make a direct correlation for example just just a layman's way of uh, asking you that uh, somebody a child can uh, can uh, probably have an attention uh, deficit kind of a thing is that related i'm coming to that yeah. i'm how coming to I, that how so do i after, know the direct after birth so there have been studies across the world there are people who've spent their whole lives researching these issues what i'm talking is not my conjecture i'm also i'm talking right. of the hard data which is available which i have read so when i say it impacts the the children the the growing fetus in the uterus there is real data available when the child is born they have in the immediate postpartum period they have bronchiolitis so which is the equivalent of asthma in children all the time we are saying that these days children are becoming very naughty they are very hyperactive 
Right. That actually is inflammation of the brain. Now it is known that these pollutants go to the brain and they cause neuroinflammation, which initially manifests itself as hyper. Uh, active child or attention deficit disorder and later on it has been shown to reduce the IQ levels also. So these children may not attain their ideal IQ levels because of exposure. Come to lungs, it causes bronchiolitis, it causes asthma, it's one of the commonest causes of pneumonia deaths in under five children in the country. It causes numerous cancers. As you grow, it causes COPD and now the most dreaded lung cancer. Come to heart. So COPD it, would COPD be? is a chronic obstructive disease in which your lungs become swollen up with air and you're not able to get oxygen. So smoking used to be a cause, but now pollution exposure is emerging as the major cause. Come to heart system. Uh, Many children in schools these days are being discovered to have premature hypertension. You know, people yeah. in teens. That's now, that again is related to pollution. It's been shown time and again that whenever there are peaks of pollution, a week or 10 days later, all hospitals in those areas report much higher levels of people presenting with heart attacks. So it's known to predispose to heart attacks and contribute to heart attacks. It's known to predispose to brain attacks. Hmm. So lung is affected, heart is affected, blood vessels are affected, brain is affected and reproductive organs. Again, it is being presented as one of the cause for decreased libido and decreased sexual performance. Hmm. Come to two new additions, very sad and very frightening. Recently, we did a study of over 1,000 school children in Delhi and compared them with equal number of children in Mysore and Kottayam, which are two less polluted cities. We found 29% incidence of asthma in Delhi children. We found 38% incidence of overweight or obesity in Delhi children compared to other two cities. And there was a correlation between obesity and asthma. How? So the theory is that pollution is causing obesity. Obesity predisposes you to asthma and pollution also causes uh, asthma directly. So it's a double whammy double which whammy. Uh, mm. uh, pollution is causing. It's causing asthma directly. It's causing higher incidence of obesity, which is then contributing to asthma. Mm. And latest, now there is evidence emerging that even diabetes, the rising incidence of diabetes in India may have something to do with pollution because so the pollutants are getting deposited in the pancreas and in the peripheral tissue, predisposing people to diabetes. So, I'm so sure obesity, when, yeah, diabetes, hypertension, heart disease, heart attack, brain attack, brain less development, height less development, the list is endless. endless. Now, I'm sure when, when you say these things at your awareness meeting, everybody is aware of it, at least to some extent. But the point is, policymakers should know, right? Those who are planning this country's uh, growth trajectory for the next 20 years, we're talking about Amrit Kal and things, uh, about where where India is going to be in the next 20 years, 25 years, 50 years. Where will we be if, uh, if we have an endemic of cancer? Uh, uh, sorry, an Lung epidemic cancer. of cancer Lung. in our country. We are 1.3 billion uh, now in 2022. If we have millions of people with cancer, how do we deal with this issue? Do our policymakers not realize the enormity of this? Because see, a lot of pollution-related things can be handled. Like I, when I went to, uh, uh, when we our teams are going to Punjab every time covering this thing. You talk to any uh, chief minister, your uh, anybody is handling health, agriculture. Stop the vehicular pollution. Why do you go to the farmer? You are anti-farmer. If you talk to the vehicle manufacturers, you are anti-industry. How do we deal with this crisis? So my experience, I have had occasions to interact with all these segments of people from decision makers, politicians, bureaucrats, journalists, 
school children, principals, civil society, police people, because we've been addressing everybody. Uh, we've even gone to parliamentarians. We had a meeting with parliamentarians. I gave them a picture of a normal pink lung and a lung of a non-smoker Delhiite where there were a lot of black, black deposits and they showed it in the parliament also. All that has happened. So these people are aware. When you say they all agree, yes, something needs to be done. But the thing is that somehow that awareness is not converting into the immediate and massive actions which need to be taken. The urgency of situation somehow has not dawned on them. What is the it's solution? It's a medical emergency. If we don't set it right today, we are endangering the lives of our children. For me, it's a medical emergency. Everything else can stop. We need to go and fix this problem. That kind of an emergency or urgency and a desire to take instant action with instant results, that's not there. What? If we take actions which are likely to give their results in 15, 20 Too years late. time, a whole generation would have suffered morbidity, mortality because of this problem. Doc, so what is the solution? Uh, it, it can't be one solution, no, right? It's no, not mask pen. No. It's not, in, you know, uh, give you inoculation. No, it's not that. No. So priorities have to be set right. First rule is that anyone who says that I let pollution happen and then take measures to clean the polluted air, he does not know even the basics or ABCD. Hmm. So smog towers... Whoever is proposing them, they've been put up with fanfare in the city of Delhi. They are a huge waste, colossal waste of public money. Really? No country in the world has solved its air pollution problem by putting smog towers. So this is a farce? Total farce. Hmm. Colossal waste of precious public money. That's number one. Number two, it's a public problem. Air purifiers masks, etc., etc., are knee-jerk reactions, personal solutions to what is basically a public problem. We've done it with electricity. When electricity was not there, instead generators. of fixing, we went for inverters and generators. That was the right. first time we sought a private solution to a public problem. Second time, we did it with water. When the supply was not good, we started carrying our private bottles. Private. Unfortunately, there is an attempt to do the same with air also. People don't realize you can be without water for five days. You can be without electricity for n number of days. You can't be without air for more than two minutes. And you cannot carry your own air. I'm sitting in your studio. I'm breathing the air. Can I bring my air curtain from my house and say, oh, I'm safe with this air curtain? No. So the solution lies in cleaning the air across the country and not putting these wastage of smoke towers, which are all social. So this is the first realization which has to come. Solution lies in addressing the sources. Hmm. That's number one. Sources are many. So vehicles are a big source. Parali, unfortunately, is given a huge amount of attention. Hmm. But I would like to clarify that it's something which happens a certain part of the year, contributes a certain quota during this part. And if you take totality of the picture, its contribution to a total is actually a much smaller segment okay. than the attention that is given to it. So, so a lot of pollution is coming from vehicles. Huge amount of pollution is coming from coal-fired power plants. Okay. They are the biggest problem. Hmm. They need to have devices fixed to reduce the emissions from them. And this was something which Ministry of Environment took it up on its own, CO Moto, about five years back. And fixed very rigid norms for all of them to implement in a certain time frame, which was a beautiful welcome step. Unfortunately, since then, that deadline has been deferred three times and now stands deferred to 2025 mm. for reasons which I need not spell out here. Okay. Where are these located mostly? Across the country. Across the country. Right. So, if... so. 
electric vehicles are a wonderful welcome step mm-hmm. but mind you electric vehicle needs electricity to charge it right and if that electricity is, is from a coal plant from a coal plant you are addressing the problem only half of it hmm. so we have to address it in totality people have to understand it people have to cooperate also hmm. it's not that you can only blame the government it is a problem caused by everybody and it is a problem which will be solved by the participation of everybody but who will do it making like... rules alone is not the answer you know supreme court passed the order about cracker burning 2 years back i was also involved in in that court i used to go for the hearings and all but people violated that there were people who made videos and showed that look it's past 10 o'clock i'm burning cracker do what you can what are you trying to prove Supreme Court is not passing its order for its sake it's passing order for everybody's sake so that awareness in public has to come that it's for your own benefit right. it's like government imposing helmet and seat belt for your sake on you it's for your benefit minister is not getting benefited if you wear a seat but belt but the government those who make these policies they also are breathing the same air absolutely so you would think that they'd be more aware and they will make sure that these coal plants implement those laws which they have passed but what what can i do as a parent what can i do as a, i feel that there has to be a citizens movement to pressurize movement across the country next election should be fought on the issue of clean air uh, i would like this opportunity to take this opportunity to inform united nations has declared clean air as a human right hmm. it happened just about 6 weeks back so we can say uh, my human right my human right let this human right clean okay. air be the election issue for 2024 i know it sounds very radical those who will listen and saying kya kya bol rahe hain doctor saab ki human rights ka ho gaya but you know it is true stuff that we think is not imperative it is if it is survival as you are saying and survival i mean each one of us first things of our children right as a that's the first thing that you think is your parent and your child most of us would do that and if we can't ensure survival of our parents or of our children then this is a Smita, panic situation we are situation. all talking of progress progress everybody wants to be successful yeah. entrepreneur ceo blah 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 i'd like to tell everybody that the first requirement for achieving any of these huh. is a healthy body and if your body is unhealthy if you have host of problems from brain to toe you cannot achieve success uh, doctor what about covid most uh, most of us who've had covid uh, we are battling with this long covid issue breathlessness uh, if i could climb uh, you know f- f- four or five flights of stairs without uh, without even forget about gasping without even breathing heavily i could do that now i can't even do two without gasping without taking a pause and this is like it it doesn't seem to go even after an hour uh, after a year yeah. so there were three types of uh, people from covid one who had very 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 severe lung involvement and went to icu and probably did not survive there was a group which had negligible or no lung involvement who returned to normalcy after their covid episode and there was a group in between which had lung involvement which was not severe enough to take them to the icu but was severe enough to compromise the lung function to some extent now this group is the one which is actually complaining of reduced exercise ability reduced exercise tolerance earlier they could climb five flights of stairs now they get breathless on the second floor itself so these people when we are doing ct scans are showing some amount of fibrosis in the lungs which is the long term effect of the lung involvement there are some medicines being tried but till date there is no medicine which has been proved to be definitely effective but what is definitely proved to be beneficial is graduated increasing exercises breathing exercises and you know the other cardio exercises which tend to restore the elasticity of the lung and the lung function to 
normal levels. But it's but I must issue a warning no? here okay. that there are cases where people have gone for massive exercises suddenly and there have been fatalities also right. so when you go back to your exercise regime it should be very very slow hmm. gradually increase give your body time to adjust you know body hmm. has suffered damage don't impose massive exercise from day one it can cause catastrophe as it has in numerous cases across the country so slowly increasing maybe first day you just exercise for 5 minutes let it go for 2 weeks then make it 7 minutes then 2 weeks then make it 9 minutes as your body gets used to but with exercise you can actually get back a lot of your original function second is there is a huge amount of anxiety hmm. which people are having and i see lot of such cases in my opd lot of them are it professionals right. they read a lot on the <laughs> internet and because of that they develop more symptoms than they actually ought to be having going by their lung standards and all we need to do is to calm them down calm. things are okay just have patience do some pranayam do some relaxation exercises and surprisingly they start feeling much better doc the also the reason is um, for example of a fit person uh, got covid right and so mentally to to accept that you may not uh, be able to work out as much or you may not be able to do and to slow down in today's day and age slowing down if you tell somebody to slow down is like telling that person die you know do you understand everybody is on this on a like a conveyor belt jaldi yeah. jaldi 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 so so the first thing that is needed is not to be on the conveyor belt right slowing down does not mean that you will not reach your destination you'll probably reach your destination you just need to pause recover your health after that you'll be able to run fast enough to reach there do you get a lot of patients who tell you uh, in the past like since you've been practicing medicine since the late 80s do you get that a lot today that the anxiety levels have increased so much that it's impacting on physiological many uh, many many fold increase in the anxiety okay. levels and i'm telling you that these post covid syndrome hmm. of course it's there long covid post covid syndrome whatever term you want to it's there but the magnitude that is being talked about has a lot to do with the anxiety that has been created around it oh yeah even i am so <laughs> lot of people come to me they say i can't do this i can't do that and i take them with me i say let's climb stairs and i start talking to them and we climb four flights of stairs then suddenly they oh yeah aaj aapke sath to chad gaya main akele nahi chad pata tha so you realize that it was actually anxiety which was preventing them i'm not saying everything is anxiety sure. all i'm saying is that anxiety is also playing a huge role and we need to control that do you see that in children also just one thing i'll add sure. uh, what i have noticed is that you know covid and all those lockdowns and icu stays they actually disturbed our 24 hour schedule and as it is there are a lot of people who work till 2 am 3 am 4 am then sleep till 11 o'clock there is something called body cycle mm -hmm. if we just restore the body cycle so 10 pm to 6 am was what the body is used to sleeping if you keep the body awake during that time and you try to sleep during you're going against the physiology of the body so i tell these people make a fixed time that okay by this time i'll go to sleep i'll get up at this time do a little bit of exercise do a little bit of meditation whichever form of meditation you wish to calm down your body and then make yourself busy in some productive work and pay attention to work when you get busy with work suddenly you forget that uh, you were ill so people are not working they are saying no 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 i need to get fit because i have a lot of work to do hmm. so that anxiety of doing lot of work is actually preventing them from getting fit and when they come to me all i do is to talk 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 to them and talk them out of it and most of them actually come out of it okay the the you were talking about the body uh, needing that sleep from 10 o'clock to 6 o'clock you said or minimum 5 to 6 hours is what an adult needs but in today but more than duration yeah. quality is important if you're yes. disturbed yes. what is happening people are doing less and less of physical activity and more and more of mental activity when you go to bed at 11 o'clock if you have 100 calculations going on in your Correct. mind where am i going to get that emi and you know all those things so much of pressure obviously you won't get sleep 
एंड मेडिसिन आर नॉट द सोल्यूशन बिकॉज मेडिसिन गिव यू आर्टिफिशियल स्लीप विच जस्ट गिव यू सम स्लीप आवर्स but not sleep relaxation so when you get up in the morning you feel croggy you feel tired and your output goes down which further complicates the problem but i, I mean i of course i can't say that my job is more high stress than yours you're saving lives but you talk to anybody doctor everybody says that oh the stress level is so much humko to neend nahi aati aur dekho hamara boss jo hai he sleeps only 4 hours and that's why he's the ceo and you know people are actually with great pride they say we need only 4 hours of sleep so 4 or 5 or 6 can vary from people to people i know so many doctor friends of mine who sleep 4 hours but then they sleep well and they get that rem sleep during which you have actually relaxed so i would say around 6 hours is what an adult needs it's not necessary so 4 hours 6 hours is these just numbers put by people mm. if you sleep for 6 hours and do not get adequate relaxation somebody sleeps for 4 hours and gets adequate relaxation he is in a better position so quality of sleep is, is more important than the duration of sleep. so uh, you know uh, migraines are a major issue especially for women and uh, of course women whenever uh, you know they say they sir dard ho raha hai nobody used to believe it right and i remember people used to say yak tarfa uh, sir dard hysterical <clears throat> right hysterical was a word yeah, often hysterical used hysterical used right and they used to say sara time to soti hai आठ घंटे सो रही है बट इट्स ओनली लाइक यू सेड इट्स दैट डीप स्लीप इज समथिंग व्हिच वाज नॉट देयर राइट इट्स ओनली व्हेन द स्मार्ट वॉचेस केम दैट यू गेट टू नो हाउ मेनी आवर्स आई यूज द वर्ड स्लीप आवर्स यू नो व्हेन वी स्लीप से अराउंड 11:00 सो अर्ली मॉर्निंग बिटवीन 4 टू 5:30 और 6 इज द टाइम व्हेन वी गेट व्हाट इज कॉल्ड रेम स्लीप इट्स कॉल्ड रैपिड आई मूवमेंट स्लीप व्हिच इज द डीपेस्ट फॉर्म ऑफ स्लीप व्हिच नीड्स टू लीड्स टू मैक्सिमम रिलैक्सेशन सो व्हेन यू गेट दैट प्रॉपर क्वालिटी ऑफ स्लीप यू गेट अप एब्सोल्युटली फ्रेश बट व्हेन यू आर वर्किंग यू नो द होल नाइट Yeah. and then during the day time when actually the body is prepared to be awake because of the hormones are such that they are prepared to be awake and you are trying to put them it's like a a, a vehicle which is in fourth gear and you are trying to put brakes okay. so you have an internal battle going on so does and this, that's what damages the body so does this lack of sleep also impact on on other things like lack your heart of sleep or leads, brain no or? lack of sleep first thing leads to very high anxiety levels hmm. you have all the time you are anxious your attention span goes down that leads to a decrease in work output and you get into a trap a vicious cycle where one thing leads to the other and all you need to do is to just bring yourself out give your body that much needed good quality sleep relaxation let the stress go out and things start improving so now uh, nowadays i mean I, not nowadays maybe probably for a couple of years i mean earlier it was like yoga kar lo meditation kar lo switch off kar lo then there are these apps which come in which help you like um, you know uh, water flowing app or you don't subscribe I to those am a i can see huge, you nodding your head i'm a huge believer in natural things okay if i look at ancient india hmm. and i look at western countries of the last 30 40 years in ancient <coughs> india there was peace hmm. there was tranquility there was health and if you look at the western countries last 30 40 years depression stress anxiety heart disease hypertension diabetes you know all these problems are there and i feel that all these problems are man made because of they are running away from natural things and relying more and more and more on artificial things and mm. these apps are the latest addition to that huge area of artificial things instead of water flowing app if you just go and sit near a fountain or you know just just relax yourself Calm you is. don't need an app the biggest thing is you need to understand that everything is good and we need to control our ambitions also it's good to be ambitious but it's not good to be over over ambitious to the level that it start hurting you thereby preventing you from achieving that you've been working hard to achieve it becomes counterproductive 
Uh, I'm going to hand you over to our health reporter, who, who uh, I'm sure she has a lot of anxiety because she got stuck in traffic, <laughs> yes. right? So Shalini, we've discussed already uh, about uh, various lung-related issues and what the governments should do, what parents should do, but nothing much that we can do to save ourselves unless we create awareness and become like a pressure group. Uh, I think that's what uh, Dr. Sa was saying, that we need to make our policymakers aware that, you know, this is something which we are going to have an epidemic uh, of, you know, of cancer in a few years' time if we don't resolve this and we make sure that the laws which currently exist they are implemented. That implementation pe hum chook jate hain. So uh, this is what we discussed so far. And of course, uh, anxiety, sleep, long COVID, these are points. But if you have anything else that you'd like to ask. Yeah, sir, I just wanted to know the implication, especially if we talk about the COVID and if we do link uh, between the children's health and COVID because their lungs are already very much compromised and pollution is also there. How it is affecting? Because a lot of cases are coming. So, COVID-impacted lungs will be more vulnerable to the impacts of air pollution because it's already a diseased lung. So, diseased lung subjected to same toxin will fare much worse than a normal healthy lung subjected to same toxin. So, whether it is children or adults, if they have COVID-impacted lungs where some fibrosis or other problems have taken place, these people definitely will be more prone to the ill effects of air pollution than other people. Sir, we have one more issue with the pregnant women also. Yeah, but know? before that, like what you were saying, when, uh, you know, basically... COVID ho gaya, pata bhi nahi laga. COVID ho gaya, it's gone. Then, Unless that secondary infection kind of a thing doesn't start, you don't go to a doctor. Most people don't want to go to doctors firstly. And then you go to a doctor, how does one know that, oh, okay, I need to go to a doctor for preventing further issues from happening? So, I think the first indication that there is something wrong with the lung comes from your feeling that your exercise ability is going down. So if you used to climb to say third floor without a difficulty, now if you start getting breathless, that's the first indication which will come to you that something is going wrong or cough may be there. So the symptoms include decreasing exercise ability, cough, chest pain, feeling of congestion in the chest and you become very prone to secondary infections and start getting them with higher frequency than you used to get in the past. So these are four or five uh, indicators so, that as something a parent, is going I on. think if you but, if you notice that your kid is not going out to play, yes. sitting with a device more, right. mostly people think Are ye to, they want to play with a device. But it could also be that he or she doesn't like playing outside because they don't have they the go, strength. They get breathless. Yes, they get yes, breathless. yes. So, mm. so you, should, you should watch them huh. that if they avoid running, they don't want to do those exercises or play those things where they have to make physical activity and they are tending to sit more and more. You should immediately get him checked. So can Is schools do wrong? screening or something like that? That's, uh, you know, whereby you get to So know? the numbers may be so small that actually if you do a mass level screening, it may not be helpful. But if you select out those who have some suggestive symptoms and do screening in that focused population, I think that will be more cost effective. And maybe in the rural areas, uh, the primary healthcare centers can take over this yeah. uh, project yeah. of screening people yeah. and then we'll, we'll at least have some kind of data so that governments can act, you know, unless they have that data and they know that it's so enormous. Uh, the the problem is so enormous, they may not do it. Yes, this should be done. Especially, so, ma'am, if I talk is, about, you know, the pregnancy also. During pregnancy yeah. also, uh, the air pollution has a lot of implications. We, yes, we discussed this. Discussed uh, it in how detail. it affects fetus. Yes, we yeah. discussed it in detail. That pregnancy is actually one of the most... So, there are three vulnerable groups. The pregnant women, the growing children, and the elderly people. Pregnant women, because the fetus gets affected... Growing children because their tissues are growing from brain to toe. Every tissue is growing. And when the growing tissue is, is attacked by these toxins, the growth potential of all organs 
is impacted and the various organs may not grow to their optimum potential one and two may develop n number of diseases the elderly have a reduced immunity because of their advanced age their organs are old they may be having many other comorbid conditions and if they are subjected to pollution they have much higher morbidity mortality than the so these are the three vulnerable segments of society sir as well as children like if it uh, if i talk about autistic children they can't express much they are also suffering one of the study says so they will be suffering as much as the other children will be suffering only thing is they can't express hmm. as the other children come so their suffering level will not be higher but they will not be able to express and therefore they may get more impact because they are not able to express the problem and also people with comorbid uh, existing comorbidities like your diabetes hypertension unka aur bhi zyada ho jata hai because of pollution is what we uh, discussed yeah. so, so obesity yeah. and diabetes these are two latest additions to the list of problems caused by air pollution and unfortunately both are impacting children so the increasing incidence of obesity in children and increasing incidence of diabetes being discovered in children is somewhere or the other linked to their exposure to air pollution doctor sir i think what uh, my mm. suggestion even though you wouldn't take it maybe but what you should take it back to your medical fraternity is that you should do this free for cost screening in the parliament and in every state assemblies so that they get to know that they are victims unless they don't know that wo marne wale hain tab tak kuch nahi karenge so first thing that i have requested a lot of doctors through their associations is to put a kind of a placard big placard outside their clinics in india breathing kills hmm in india breathing, breathing kills. kills not kills. smoking but breathing breathing, breathing kills. kills if you just put this placard outside it will start a conversation you know immediately doctor ye kya likha hua hai aapne hmm. we are alive because we are breathing what do you mean breathing kills so it will start a conversation and somewhere when you tell them more give them more information it will hit them thank you so much for coming it's uh, it's i know in uh, you know it's going to shock many people but that shock treatment is necessary i feel unless we are shocked into doing something we just don't there is so much of you know everybody is a laggard when it comes to taking proactive measures and unless they know that their lives are at stake and their children's lives are at stake nobody will do anything so my last sentence will be to convey a message that air pollution is not an environmental or a chemical issue air pollution is a very serious health issue which is going to impact us more importantly it's going to damage our next generation it's a health emergency that india is faced with and unless all the people start working together along with the government to rectify this problem this problem will persist thank you very much for speaking thank with you. us dr sir thank you sir thank you for listening into ani podcast with smita prakash like or subscribe in any platform that you have seen or listened to it namaste jai hind